because I'm juggling my family life as well as the startup business. So I am very deliberate with the events that I go to. I get a lot of energy from pitch events and being around that entrepreneurial spirit. I love the youth pitch events. Uh, I find uh, that passion and that idea of no barriers to their thinking um, so refreshing. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable startups here in sunny West Australia. My name's Charlie Gunningham, and I'm on my own this episode, just me, as the wonderful Danelle Cross is away on a well-deserved family holiday. Before we start, I'd love you to subscribe to this podcast, tell everyone about us, and give us a review on wherever you get your podcasts. It always helps others find us. So here we go with episode 52. This time we have Amanda Walker, the founder and CEO of short-term accommodation holiday rental site, WA Homestay. Hi, Amanda, and welcome to Startup West. Fantastic to have you here. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Great to see your smiley face. Now, can you briefly tell us about WA Homestay, what it does, how long it's been going, and where you're going? Sure. So WA Homestay started in uh, August 2018, was our soft launch. All right. Uh, It's an online booking platform for West Australian holiday accommodation. And we started it because we had a holiday home in the Southwest, but we're a little bit unhappy with the international booking platform. So felt that we could offer a local platform uh, for less fees and better customer service. So that's what started the journey. And uh, then we've been on the crazy startup ride ever since and learning as we go. But uh, so let's get back to the beginning of that. You already had an accommodation in the Southwest and you're already putting it on one of these international sites. Correct. And then one of them got took over and then the deal got worse or something. I remember you, you telling me before. Yeah, Can you explain so that stays- was a sort of move, wasn't it, for you yeah. to say, well, I'm going to do my own. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Stays is pretty well known around uh, Western Australia and in relation to the short-term accommodation market. Yeah. And we got 95% of our business through the old Stays site. Right. And then the Home Away, they changed their international platform, Home Away. And with that, we lost all of our business overnight. Right. Uh, got no reservations for three to five months and Airbnb kind of swooped in um, to that space. Uh, now, Airbnb are charging guests up to 20% booking fees yes. and with their new home away model, they were charging guests up to 13.5%, not only then also the hosts on the other side. Uh, and we just thought that's just too much. Along mm. with uh, the customer service was poor uh, mm. and a lot of blowback in relation to allowing unregistered properties to list on their site, which right. was causing some conflict in the local communities down south in particular. Yeah. So we thought, well, as a local platform, we can go in, promote sustainable tourism around WA and, yeah, uh, yeah give back to WA at the same time. So you, what you got together with other accommodation owners who had the same problem and said, would you back me if I build this thing? Is that how it happened? Well, that would have been the smart way to do it. Um, (laughs) We just kind of thought there's an opportunity here and we heard uh, murmurs around the industry about uh, people being unhappy with the booking platforms. So it wasn't just us echoing that sentiment. So we looked into the how first because we're bootstrapped on a couple's budget. So before we looked at, uh, you know, other people's opinions, we had to look at whether we could actually do it uh, to start. And so we started that process. And once we realised that there was an option to move forward, uh, we canvassed other people uh, and their thoughts in the industry and were delighted that they wanted to support us on our journey. That's good. And so you haven't done a tech business before. No. So what was that like, getting Uh, the tech sorted? It's so funny. I think initially the tech startup is a world where when something goes wrong, mm. the pit of your stomach falls out. Oh, yeah. And 
you feel like your whole world is crashing because that is your yeah. business. There is nothing mm. else. There's no mortar. So when that goes down, that's it. But you become resilient and you right. start to realise what's actually catastrophic and what's not. And you start to be able to level out those feelings. And I have a wonderful developer in Perth who right. I trust and we are now moving forward to focus on the important stuff and mm. not get caught up in the little things as much anymore. But That's I think that lesson. comes with maturity. Good lesson. How did you find your tech guy or girl? So trial and error. Initially we went offshore um, to build our first site. And yeah. look, I was really happy with they were very upfront that they were a startup type business and they weren't going to offer ongoing maintenance for us. Mm. And when we launched and realised that, oh, my goodness, other people are going to list on this site and people are starting to make reservations and this could actually work, there, a couple of things started to happen on the site where we thought, well, we need some extra support here mm. and we weren't sure how we would go about doing it. And so we approached a couple of different ways but realised we had to start from scratch. So that meant a website rebuild but we were mm. really fortunate that we met our developer at that stage and he has built the new website from scratch and that started Jan 2019, launched July 2019. Right. And uh, he's been with us ever since and will continue to be with us. So that has made the world of difference having someone local. So in the business yourself, Mm -hmm. you've got a tech developer. Correct. And presumably they're a supplier to you. Yeah, contractor. They're not an employee. Correct. any other people in the business or No, yourself? just us at this stage. And you say us though, the husband? Uh, yes. So he's my, we like to joke and say he's my chief financial officer because <laughs> he goes out and works very, very hard, Charlie. He's in the trades. Right. Uh, to support. Right? Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, one of the best in Perth. Great. But he, um, yeah, so he is absolutely there, but he's working full time. So it's just me on the business and right. the developer. And you have three kids, Correct. so that could be interesting as well. Those are all 11, aged 11, 9, and five. 5. So okay. this year is actually really exciting because it's the first year that all of them are at full-time school. Yay. So for the first time in this business, I've been able to work normal business hours for mm. a full working week. And that has been amazing. And the trajectory that we are on now because of that, and also COVID has helped, um, you know, we're one of the lucky ones in that respect. Hmm. Uh, It's super exciting to be on this side of it. But doing a tech business is hard enough from scratch if you haven't done one before, right? Um, Doing a marketplace, a two-sided marketplace, (laughs) it's like you should see listeners, she's sort of smiling and grimacing at the same time. (laughs) Leveling up, shall we say. That's basically what how on earth do you get a two-sided marketplace? Because you've got to get the stock on, you've got to convince people to put their accommodation on your platform, and then you've got to get people to come and book off the platform. Otherwise, the people will not put stuff on the platform, and then you've got to hopefully, presumably make a little bit on the way through, right? A little clip on the ticket is is, is how you, not 20% or 30% like Airbnb, but presumably there's some fee. So Correct. So our, our fee system is... Um, based on the old stays uh, of 10% all up. And right. we thought and that includes payment gateway fees and all the rest. Right. Uh, so it's 5% for owners, 5% for users. And we just thought right. split it down the middle because, and that mm. is a workable solution. Yes, it's volume based, mm. but it is certainly a workable um, revenue point for us rather than the 23%, which is what Airbnb mm. are charging or the 18.5%, which is what HomeAway and, and that are charging. So yeah. yes, the revenue point is there. The two-way marketplace, uh, super interesting, but there was already a trigger for change. 
Right. It wasn't just us that were unsatisfied with the international booking platforms and there is an upswell in support for a local booking platform. So we've been really lucky with the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to support local and they want to have a platform that is offering something different and supporting the local community. So mm-hmm. the sell hasn't been a hard one because they don't lose money by listing on our platform. It's a paper booking basis. Because they can book elsewhere. They can list elsewhere they as well. They can list elsewhere. Right. So... From that perspective, it is good. They might as well give it a go. It's only going to be 5% and if, if and they only pay if there's a booking. Correct. Right. So that has made that side of the sale easier. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, it's the guests. How do you get them? Yeah, and how do you get them, especially mm. when you are going up against multinational uh, platforms right. that have millions of dollars in advertising. So we've used the local media um, and I think effectively to the point where mm. we're now in that stage where I feel like we've moving past that startup into a growing business, which is right. super exciting, mm. um, where the money coming in is starting to pay for the business itself and we're not having to dip into our couple's budget anymore, right, right, which... Right. Um, is really transformational in terms of the stress that was on me previously. So, uh, yes, social media has been very good for us. Local media, the news, startup news, um, Mm. local radio, I've been lucky enough to be on those. Local newspapers, Local newspapers, word of mouth, Mm. um, and very, very targeted Google ads. Great. That's good. So we've obviously got to talk about the elephant in the room because about an hour, year into this because um, you relaunched sort of January 2019 and along comes this pandemic mm. now i could imagine that would have been holy moly that smashed you initially but yes. now you've probably come roaring back out of it would i be right correct um so a lot of uncertainty and i guess we were fortunate in that we were still in startup mode so we mm. weren't necessarily relying on making millions of dollars through WA Homestay at that stage. Mm. It was, okay, this is just another bump on the startup journey um, and how do we get past this? And a lot of it was around education and sharing information on the WHO website um, yeah. it, to our hosts and building relationships oh, right. that way mm. um, to ensure to help them because they are taking a huge hit as well. So trying to come together as a community over that time mm. uh, because really other than cancellations, there wasn't a whole lot right. more going through, you know, and helping three kids navigate that circumstances mm. as well. And then, of course, the regional borders opened back up and there was just this huge surge in demand for the right. southwest in particular. We're talking figures of up to 40% increase in interstate travel for that same time period. Yep. Um, you so around could, about September, things started to take off again? Or August, earlier? Yeah, earlier. August, it yeah. was crazy. August, it was almost too busy. And that's not yeah. a term you like to use in business, but it was, mm. it was manic. Um, people making multiple reservations across different sites, cancelling some because one got approved. It was mm. just people piling in to get out yeah. from their house. Yeah. Um, so, but with that, a genuine wish to support local. Mm. So a, before you'd ask someone, would you support a local business? And they'd say, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, you know, they, they, they talk about this false answer, right? Mm. And that was very much one of them. Now, oh, the money's going to stay in WA. That's yeah. actually important to us now. Yeah. We need to make sure that our local economy is strong and we are going to make our purchasing decisions based on that. So I've seen a real shift in that as well. So 
that actually means something now that we are a local booking mm. platform. Our money stays in WA and we look to support other local businesses. So they've had a 40% increase yes. with no international tourism. Correct. Not a lot of interstate, but mainly within WA, mm-hmm. more than making up for that and then some. That's incredible. Absolutely. It was manic. It's just yeah. starting to taper now. Now that people can see that the borders are possibly coming down um, mm. interstate, uh, demand is slightly softening but has been for six months super strong. So that's put your business in a good position. And are you allowed to divulge like how many listings you have on the site? Of and, course. Yeah. So almost 300 listings on the wow. site. Um, but what's even more exciting is that we're actually just, and I've just got the email last night, that we are going to be certified with a uh, LA-based business, which will allow us oh. to yeah uh, amalgamate with channel managers. So a lot of the property managers will use different channel managers to put their rates and their uh, minimum stays onto different platforms, yep. the bigger international booking platforms. Uh, we are now uh, one of those platforms. Right. So uh, starting as of next week, we're going through that process of just finalising those things, which means at a click of a button now, yep. these property managers can go, yes, we want to list with WA Homestay and that is all that is needed to put their listing on our site. Wow. So it reduces my data entry to... Mm negligible yep, amount yep, yep. and really opens the doors to expanding possibly, dare I say it, even interstate. Fantastic. So at the moment those 300 listings are in WA Correct. out in the regions and anyone can go. So wahomestay.com.au. That's the one. That's where you go to. It's a fantastic story from, you know, two years. Uh, it took me, I did aussiehome.com. It probably took us five years to get profitable and get on our feet really, but it's, it's that's been a very fast growth. And you've had a pandemic, which has sort of hit you, but also maybe helped at the same time on the back end of it. Absolutely. It has yeah. helped. Um, but I'm very mindful that I'm in the minority in the tourism industry. Like we've been very, very fortunate that people are wanting self-contained accommodation where they can mm. social distance a little bit and still enjoy their holiday, um, which is what we offer, self, yeah. you know, the self-contained holiday home. Uh, but we were one of the fortunate few. So trying to, you know, for no cost, support the local tour operators in mm. these different holiday destinations because if they go under, the holiday destination stops being as fabulous as it is. So I think as an industry, it's so important. If I have been fortunate to have the success to share that and try and promote for others that are still feeling the pain of it. Yeah. And you, you talked about couples funding. So presumably you and your husband funded this yourself. Correct. No outside investors. Yes. So no advisors, no board. It's just the two of you. That's it. I've been really lucky to have had support from WA Leaders, uh, right. which I know uh, Chris mentioned yep. in the last podcast, and you're a part of. Yeah. But they are an incredible organisation yeah. and uh, have been sponsored by the City of Canning. Who again, um, I was actually through their Plus Eight program, um, their first City of Canning Plus Eight program, and then they sponsored me for the WA Leaders position as well. Mm. And as a startup with no money to really yeah. spend on that kind of business mentorship. What a leg up. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, transformational right. to have because you're only one brain and there's only so much and I think that's part of the journey is learning at how good other people are at certain things. So there are some people that are so good at marketing, <laughs> so good at accounts and you kind of look and go, well, what is it that I'm bringing to this <laughs> business that other people can't do more but – you know, passion when, and energy, I passion reckon. Passion and energy, yeah, maybe um, relationships. But yep. um, my husband would say that that's not working. Going to oh. having coffees and stuff. But um, <laughs> and yeah. didn't you win a forty under forty award last year? I as well? did, Charlie. Fantastic! And, uh, it's great recognition. 
It is. And it's one of those things. And we spoke early on, you are one of the people that I met at the very start of the mm. journey. And I remember having the coffee with you and I was actually going for an accelerating commercialization grant, uh, thinking about it, but then I was there. like, oh, maybe, maybe it's nope. a bit above my pay grade for what <laughs> I'm doing. But we had a chat and you said yep. to me, expect five years uh, mm. for it to to go through. I and I remember turning and saying, well, we're a couple's budget. I really want it earlier than that. And you said five years. And I think you're going to be spot on the money because although okay. we're seeing growth yeah. um, and I'm seeing light and some breathing space, I think mm. it is it will be the five years where I sit back and go, wow, look what I've done. I think five years to get to a situation where you can step away in a sense, you know, it, and the business will still continue because you've got systems and processes and you've got people that run it. At the moment, it sounds like it totally relies on you. It does. With and all due respect, yes. it's, it's a single person uh, operation. And probably, it would, yeah, as you, as you continue to grow and go into other states, then you'll be able to, you know, from return revenues, employ people and maybe won't rely on you so much. Exactly. And, and I think that's position. the part of the journey now. And it's really exciting because you kind of go from that ad hoc, crazy startup brain where you're doing a million things at once to this growing business is quite different. It's deliberate action and mm. it's starting to become more purposeful in what I choose to do in my day. So um, getting the processes in place, starting to document yeah. what I do so I can open that door for other people to step mm. in uh, where what is, more. Just final question sure. uh, before we go into a break and then we're going to go back in time. Um, what has been the reaction in the marketplace from the competitors? Has there been any nasty reaction from them? Because they've seen you come in, take 300 listings, undercut them in price. I presume they haven't just ignored that. There's been some uh, move look, or something. It's hard to tell. Um, mm. I think they are there because they've started to, when you Google WA Homestay, Mm. some of their paid ads come up. Uh -huh. um, so I think that's a nice <laughs> little indicator that there might They've be some you. feelers, yep. uh, you know, and the old LinkedIn glances and all the rest. So, <laughs> yes, I don't think we are um, too much of an issue. And I guess as a competitor, if you start giving too much attention, you start uh, validating um, as well. Mm. So I think they're playing that game a little bit. Uh, but watch this space because okay. by the end of the year, uh, they may have to do a little bit more than just – um, Tap me on the shoulder. Hi, just jumping in here to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors. Without these, we would not be able to bring you this podcast or do what we do at Startup News either. So we want to thank Startup News who produced the Startup West podcast. Go there and subscribe, please. Spacecube Coworking Spaces, where we also record this pod down here at Riff in the city. The New Industries Fund, who give funding, advice and support all year round. Curtin University, who have been a long-time supporter of innovation entrepreneurs in WA. The City of Perth, where we also record this pod, also a great supporter of the tech scene. RSM, who came on board last year and who helped many startups with R&D tax returns and other advice. Dinner Twist, a WA startup itself, who has actually been on the podcast and just wanted to help out. So please, if you bump into any of these organizations and the people that run them, say thanks and go use their services. That's the best way to say thanks. Okay, now back to the show. All right, we're back. Now, um, Amanda, I'd like to go back through your career and maybe start with your schooling. Are you Perth born and raised or WA born and raised? I am. Yep. Whereabouts yes. in Perth? Uh, or it, actually, it's so funny because raised in Williton and then we've actually bought in Williton You're to raise our Willington. kids. I know, so full circle. Williton girl. Okay. And local school, what sort of um, subjects did you like at school? Were you 
Chair of the debating team, <laughs> captain of hockey, I don't know. Uh, it's a while like back now, Charlie. <laughs> Come on now. Um, it's the big 4-0 this year, so it was a little while ago. Uh, <laughs> it was English. I did really enjoy English and history uh, right. and economics, uh, which is okay. kind of what brought me to corporate finance through my uh, uni years. Um, it was a corporate administration. But were you a good organiser? Were you... Because you're obviously very organised and determined, I can see that. That's got to come from somewhere, probably in your dim distant past, me being an ex-teacher, I'm probing. but Yes, I think while I was at school, and I, I feel like I was a successful student at school, yeah. um, nothing, you know, huge, but I, I felt like I did well academically. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I think at school I was quite diligent. Right. Uh, but after school... I was probably I'm I'm pretty carefree and easygoing, mm -hmm. which has worked quite well when you're juggling the three kids and yeah. the startup and the late hours and all mm -hmm. the rest and having to use time when needed. However, now having had five days to focus on the business, yeah. I'm having to go back to some of those skills in high school, timetable my time, mm -hmm. actually schedule in some me time, some walk time, which is so important for right. me and my mental sp space. Yeah. Um, but rather than just get lost in the to-do list of running a household, mm. be really proactive with what I'm looking to do going forward. So I think that organisation is starting to come back into play this year. Right. So, did you say corporate finance? Yes. Did you what? Did you what? So, what happened after uni? You were school uni. Yep. So BDO, uh, right. who's actually uh, just come back into contact with through WA yeah. Leaders, and I know some people still there. Uh, so BDO for two, three years, and then travel, and that is my love, Charlie. And it's uh -huh. so interesting that there's kind of been a marrying of two things of the corporate finance, the business plan, the risk assessment, the financial side of things. But yep. also I, I'm a nomad at heart and being able to now help people get to holiday destinations in an affordable way, um, right. it's so wonderful. That's yeah, great. Mm. So um, BDO, they're a big you know, accounting firm. Yeah. They're a big supporter of the startup scene. I think they're a big sponsor of eGroup and PropTech Hub and things like that. Um what were you doing there exactly? What was that job? So I was in corporate finance. So we were doing uh, look. So it was straight out of the ASX deals. Um, more due diligence. Um, looking over charity financials, um, right. business plans. Um, I remember being on the you know going into the GSB super board meeting um, mm. and quality assurance. So it was quite right. a wide ranging job. Um, but it was still entry level. So, so that would have been in the two thousands. Yeah, and then. Then travel. Travel. Travel right. and uh, backpacking with uh, Mark, my husband now, yep, yep. Uh, working over in the UK for a little bit. All right. And then back uh, and was going to retrain as a lawyer but then uh. was actually talked out of it by the people I was working with who were lawyers at the time uh, and then decided to retrain as a teacher and uh. really, really enjoy it because my dad's had been a teacher for 30-odd years uh. um, in economics as my right. major. Uh, but as was I years ago. There right. we go. <laughs> economics so, teacher. Yeah. Hence you liked economics at school. Right, got it. Yep. Yeah, and then back then saw this opportunity. But in you didn't become a teacher. No, I have. I just or... uh, well relief because I had the young kids, so it was ah, just doing relief and right. enjoying that. And primary, secondary, 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 yeah, yeah, secondary. Uh, but yes, so that's the journey to this mm. point. But then saw an opportunity, and it was uh, something that 
we just thought we had to give a go. We we mm. could see an opportunity and uh, have gone for it. And thankfully, it looks like fingers crossed. Yeah, it might be paying off. off. <laughs> so you're part of the startup scene here in WA. How would you sort of describe the scene and how do you interact with it? Do you go to events? Um, obviously, you talked about WA leaders. Mm. Um, I else? have to be quite deliberate with the events yeah. that I go to because I'm juggling my family life as well as the startup business. Mm. So I am very deliberate with the events that I go to. I get a lot of energy from pitch events and being around mm. that entrepreneurial spirit. I love mm. the youth pitch events. Uh, I find uh, that passion and that idea of no barriers to their thinking mm. um, so refreshing. Yeah. Um, from a professional point of view, I've narrowed down now WA Business Leaders is a, a, a wonderful way to network and yep. to get that kind of professional development side of things. And launches and stuff like that where mm. I'm interested, the prop tech launch I saw mm. you at. So it's more deliberate action in relation to rather than going to all of the events, yes. um, choosing the ones where I feel uh, it will be most effective. Well, what um, do you think the me. scene here lacks if it lacks anything? Or is it, it seems to be a flourishing uh, scene, lots going on. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations around supporting female entrepreneurs mm. and wanting that. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like that hasn't been done enough. Mm. That would be my, I, I, because we've got some unique challenges yeah. and, you know, your listeners may disagree, but it, the majority of times you've got children possibly involved and you're juggling that. Yep. So this idea of coming in and doing a hub in the city of a co-working space in the city, okay. Not really work for you. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, is there a place where there could be childcare? Is there a place where their grant um, trusts us to use the money to free up our time rather than tell mm -hmm. us, dictate what we do with our um, grant like money? Like the Boosting Female Founders Grant? Look, I was so excited and I have applied um, yeah. and if I get it, fantastic. You applied this year, round I two? I have, round two. Yeah. However, I was a bit disgruntled because they wanted skin in the game and I get that. They want a financial yeah. um, parity. The amount of money that it takes to create a website, I think I have shown that I have skin in the game yeah, yeah, yeah. and I feel like historical financial input should have been taken into account. I feel mm. like rather than saying you need to match what we're giving you in the next 12 months, yeah. I think, oh, look, this is what I've created. This yeah. is the money I've now spent on this project. This is my next step. Yeah. Because yeah. how liberating would that be? I've had to limit what I've applied for because I'm supposed to match it. Right. I think that's limiting. And I think yes. if you've got skin in the game and you're showing that you've put your money where your mouth is, you should be rewarded for that. And I think they've done people a bit of a disservice. Yeah, Not, yeah. No, but And also in WA it's a disgrace because last year I think there were 2,200 uh, female founders applied from around the country. First time they'd had it. I was working at the department at the time and had nothing to do with the, this particular grant, but it was similar to the AC grant, except it was looking obviously only at female founders as additional money, and that's good. Um, and they came around and did information sessions, and I think 158 women applied in WA, mm. only five at the EOI stage. Only five got invited to submit a full application, only five, and none of them got a grant. You're thinking, mm. come on, out of 158 yes none got a grant. Yes. And I knew some of those cases that had put in grants who then since went on to raise money and do well, you're thinking, well, you missed an opportunity there to really Absolutely. back them. Absolutely. And yeah. I think, 
you know, that eccentric uh, thinking is still alive and well in some of those national mm. grant processes. Uh, Eastern hopes- states thinking, is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eastcentric. I've just East-centric. made up a word. Very good. <laughs> it's fabulous. No, good. Um, <laughs> eastcentric, I'll use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I, yes I, WA it, doesn't exist. No, well, yeah. hopefully we'll be proved wrong. Hopefully this round yeah. uh, we will see some amazing oh, women um, doing some incredible things with those grant money. I remember taking my AC grants to the committee meetings in Canberra. You know, every six weeks I had a funding meeting and I'd be sitting there working with, you know, with my one little WA application mm. and they'd be like New South Wales with seven and Victoria with five and I'm like one little WA one I'm fighting for to try and get over the line. Yeah, okay, let's hope that changes. All right, we're going to finish with a rapid, quick fire round. So just whatever comes into your head, um, go for it. Um, If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or perhaps wish away? We sort of touched on this a minute ago, perhaps. Yeah, uh, support for female founders and, yeah. What's the next big thing that you're going to do with your business? Oh, there's so many exciting things. Um, So obviously getting certified and having the channel managers flow through. There's some exciting uh, chats with a local uh, advertising publication that I think is going to be pretty incredible for us. And if that goes the way we think, interstate. Fantastic. We'll be watching out. Um, What's the single most successful factor behind a good startup? What makes a good successful startup? Not taking no for an answer. Mm. I, The number of doors that were closed, but they weren't fully closed. There was a right. word given in a, in a conversation. There was a name suggested. Mm. Uh, weave the path that it gives you and mm. eventually an answer comes. And what can anyone listening to this do to help you? Oh, goodness. Uh, support local. Uh, hit on wahomestay.com.au yeah. and uh, book your next holiday with us. Uh, you'll save some money rather than the international booking platforms and help support WA at the same time. And is there a passing message you want to leave our listeners with? Like startup founders who are listening to this or thinking of giving it a go maybe or struggling in the early stages? It is a hell of a ride <laughs> yeah. and you will learn stuff about yourself that you may not necessarily like, but... Um, oh, it is worth it. it mm. If you keep persevering and keep trudging, um, it, the world's the limit. And I, I think what I love about you, that's great advice, is you were the customer, if you like, and you understood the customer problem really well. You had a specific problem came up at a specific point of time with stays and all that, and you went, right, I'm going to go and solve this. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs have that sort of itch they want to scratch, mm. and you had that, and you just went for it. So well done, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And thanks very much. We want to wish you and your team all the very best for the future. Um, And thanks to our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and made possible by the support from Space Cube Coworking Spaces, the New Industries Fund from Jitsi, Curtin University, City of Perth, RSM, and Dinner Twist. And we record this podcast at the Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, West Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West, wherever you get your pods from and they'll wing their way to you automatically. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Amanda. All the best. Thanks, Charlie.